strong clubs, successful athletes, supported by Georgia Swimming. This is the Thank You Thursday podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Thank You Thursday podcast. We are so excited that you are here. As always, my name is Veronica Birchall, and I am your host of the show. Today's episode is with Leah Gingrich, and she is a professional swimmer out of the state of Georgia, and she has such a unique story. So we were really excited to talk with her all about her professional swimming and just a little bit about her life as a whole and how she's really navigated uh, coaching and swimming at the same time. Truly, she has such great insight about a lot of things. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this awesome interview. Hey, Leah, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing great. It's great to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to chat. Um, Yeah, I kind of just have people, you know, introduce themselves um, and kind of just talk about what you're doing. So we'd love to hear a little bit about what life is like for you right now. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a background. Um, I started swimming when I was four. I swam all throughout my collegiate career at the University of Texas. Um, I had a lot of success when I was in high school and, you know, was on U.S. national teams, uh, got to travel the world, um, really thought I was setting myself up for a lot of success when I went to Texas. And unfortunately, I just didn't see the results that I wanted. I didn't see the progress that I wanted to see. And I started getting really frustrated with swimming and the sport and ended up hating it and decided to walk away from it whenever I graduated in 2012. Um, That was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made was to walk away from the sport, something that I've loved since before I was even four, before I even got into it, because I was always just surrounded by water. Um, so walking away was really tough. Uh, I didn't stay away from the pool deck for too long. I actually started coaching almost immediately after I quit swimming. Um, and then six years later, I decided to get back in the pool and start swimming again. Um, so I've been swimming since 2018. Um, I had the goal of trying to make the Olympic team this summer, which fell short. Um, but I've gotten to do so many great things and I'm still continuing to swim and coach right now. So it's a very short version of my swimming, my swimming life, but I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more in depth about some of that later. (laughs) Definitely. No, that was a great intro and I appreciate that. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, your story is really unique and I really love, you know, just obviously I've listened to a couple of your other podcasts that you've done actually. And, um, it's been awesome to hear you talk. And that was, you know, one of the main reasons I wanted you to, um, be on the show today. Cause I think that you have, um, like I said, a really unique story and it's awesome that you, you know, fell in love back in love with the sport that, um, you know, kind of was maybe difficult at times. And, um, obviously we know that sport of swimming is, is, is unforgiving, I guess, you know, and it's, it's really tough, but, um, I'm glad that you found happiness again with it. Um, So, yeah, I guess we can kind of start off with that a little bit. So since you took some time off and, um, you know, after your collegiate career, you know, what was the decision like to return? And, um, you know, was that a difficult process too? I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, it was actually a really weird and difficult process. Um, I thought about it for so long before I actually took the plunge and, and did it. Uh, I think, When I decided to walk away from the sport in 2012, I knew it was the right decision because I wasn't enjoying it anymore and I knew I had to get away. 
there is always a part of me that believed I had more to give to the sport. And so I think there was always something in the back of my head, like I have more, I have more, I can do more. I want to do more. Um, but it just wasn't the right place, the right time at, whenever I was graduating. And so it was kind of weird. We actually, I moved to Georgia about six years ago with my fiance and we started a master's program on the club team that we coached for. And I was like, you know what? I just need to get back into shape. Like I haven't worked out in six years. I haven't done like, wasn't running. I wasn't lifting. I wasn't doing anything else. But like, I just need to get back into some, like, I need to do something that's healthy for me. And so I started swimming with our master's program and things just clicked really quickly. And I was really surprised by it. Like felt better than I thought I would. I was getting a lot faster than I thought I ever would. Um, in five short months, I was going best times and that was wild to me to even think about because I was barely swimming you know especially compared to what we're used to in a collegiate setting and um even at that point I was still really going back and forth with like telling people I was really scared to tell people that I was going to swim again and you know especially with the goals that I had in mind um trying to make an Olympic team going to Olympic trials um being a part of ISL that kind of stuff so I went a couple months where I was just like being serious about swimming, but not telling anybody I was being serious about swimming. Cause it was really scary. I'm, I mean, just thinking about telling someone, yeah, I took six years off, but now I'm going to try to make the Olympic team. Like that's insane. And so, um, it was a really just, um, wild experience to go through, but I'm just super grateful for the people that I had in my life. Cause everyone that's close to me that I told, they're like, yeah, go for it. Like, if you're happy doing it, then do it. That's all we care about is that you're happy. So ended up being great no that's amazing uh two of the main points that I took from that are like obviously your support system like I think that obviously you got to have a good support system to be able to kind of do that I mean obviously like you said you kind of kept it to yourself a little bit but I mean your people will support you and they'll be there for you so I think that that's wonderful and I'm glad that you had you know all those people that were really like on board with you and then also it's not crazy (laughs) I mean as a swimmer myself, I think that, you know, it's definitely, I mean, it's tough to take time away from the water and everything, but I also think that, you know, especially, and I don't want to talk about the pandemic too much or anything like that, but like, especially having to go a long time, you know, multiple months without being in a pool. I think that, you know, that kind of showed that like, you know, you can come back and it's still with you no matter what. And obviously you're definitely proof of it. So I think that's awesome. Um, so Obviously, like you mentioned, you competed in the ISL. Um, so that, that was for the second and third season, right? Yes, correct. Because uh, we were in Budapest together, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what were, you know, what were the two seasons like, like differences, like maybe kind of talk us through that, those two different experiences. Yeah, so the, the second season, which was my first season to be a part of, um, I actually really struggled. I, leading up to it, I think, you know, looking back, I think I can say that it was probably mostly anxiety, but I was having just like a lot of stomach issues. Um, I wasn't training well because I was having a hard time getting through workouts without feeling really nauseous. And so being over in Budapest and trying to race and trying to get through all that anxiety, um, was just really difficult. And so 
I look back on that experience and I'm so grateful to have that experience there, but I'm like, man, I wish like I would have been feeling better. <laughs> it would have been great. Um, but it was so cool to, to just be immersed in that atmosphere of being a professional athlete. And like, that's what you're there to do. And so this, this last season that I was a part of season three, um, in Italy was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, I think the, the training was just going really well leading up to it. Um, I wasn't having anxiety like I have been in the past. Um, and it was just, I, I swam better. Um, yeah, it was just, it's, it's, nothing will compare to being immersed in that professional athlete atmosphere with the best swimmers in the world. And I hopefully will always take something away from those experiences and keep those like close to heart and in my mind. Um, just getting to watch, you know, the Olympians that I look up to practice every day and compete. And it's really cool. Um, also just being around really great coaches as a coach and a swimmer, you know, I'm taking away both sides of, of those conversations with those people. And so ISL has been something that I never expected I would get to do in my whole entire life. So it's been really fun. No, that's amazing. I was going to say, I agree with you. Like the same kind of thing. Like whenever I would, whenever I competed, I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I get to do this, like the professional swimming league. It was really cool. Um, so kind of, you know, going back a little bit, talking about, you know, how, you know, you coach now and, um, you've coached since, uh, since you got out of college. Right. Um, so, you know, how is that kind of, cause I, I feel like, you know, when we're younger, I, I remember being like a summer league coach in swimming, but like, it's not the same thing, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot different when you're actually doing it for a club team. Um, how is that balance and does it help you, you know, be a better, so, I mean, I know you talked about how it makes you better, but kind of, you know, what are some of those things that help both sides of the equation? Yeah, I think. Uh, I should say, I hope I've grown a lot as a coach. I can look back um, whenever I graduated and I just, you know, went right back to the pool deck and started coaching. I didn't want to be there. And I look back and I feel for those athletes that I coached because I was like, man, my heart was not in it. And I, I feel bad. And hopefully they never realized that. Hopefully, you know, I was still a good coach in their eyes and I still gave them things that, that they'll you know, take with them later on in life. Um, but now, you know, I'm older. I have a lot more experience. Um, I really coach the younger kids the most. So I coach like 10 and unders who are very beginners to the sport where they're just trying to make it across the pool legally in all four strokes. And so, you know, I think that's one of the big reasons why I actually fell back in love with the sport was coaching them. Cause they show up on the pool deck and you have to like keep them from getting in the water before practice starts. And then you have to drag them out of the water at the end. And you just see the joy and the love that they have for being there. And I was like, that used to be me. And they kind of pulled that back out of me. And so I'm, I'm forever grateful for the kids that I I coach. Um, But I also get to practice with our senior group. So that's kind of new the last two years, I guess I started swimming with them, um, before I was just swimming on my own. Um, but the, the seniors, they, they really pull more out of me as well. And I never really thought, I guess I would see that until I went from swimming by myself to now swimming with them. And I 
I started swimming by myself this week because they're tapering for a championship meet this week. And I'm like, man, I really, I really miss training with them. I really miss them pushing me and them teaching me things. And, you know, hopefully it's going both ways. We're both, you know, pushing each other and teaching each other. And so, yeah, I mean, I think coaching is just one of those things where you're, if you're yelling at a kid for not doing X, Y, and Z, and then you get in the water and you don't do X, Y, and Z, like that's in your mind. And you're like, oh shoot, I need to be doing these things. Cause this is what I keep yelling at my kids about. Um, yeah. You're like, I can't be a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so interesting. And I think that, you know, I, I think that so many people are like so many swimmers end up being coaches, which is I think incredible. And, um, you know, cause the sport pulls you in and you hard to get out in a good way because you, everyone loves it so much, but, um, you know, not a lot of people are simultaneously professional swimmers and coaches all the time. So I think it's really cool perspective that you have. Um, so kind of, you know, a little bit of a jump back to the professional swimming, just a tad bit. Um, so one thing I know I mentioned to you before we started talking was the fact that, you know, some people, a lot of people that listen to this podcast, um, you know, are, swimmers that are like in high school and, um, and, and, and above. And a lot of them are in the age range of, you know, where they're about to go to college and, um, and are in college, you know, and have the Georgia connections. Um, and, you know, some of these kids I'm sure, you know, kind of just don't really, um, I shouldn't say they don't know what they want to do, but because that's probably not completely true, but in terms of when they want to end their swimming career, um, so do you happen to have, you know, any advice or recommendations or things to consider to anyone that, you know, maybe doesn't know when they would want to end their career and, or, you know, want to actually consider professional swimming? Yeah, I think, um, my advice for knowing when to stop is advice that my parents always gave me. Anytime I would come home from practice, if I was unhappy, they were like, you don't have to swim. Like, swimming's supposed to be fun. And obviously we have that love hate relationship with swimming always, we always will. Um, but when it's not fun anymore, when you're not enjoying it, um, for an extended period of time, that's, I think when it's time to, to hang up the suit. And that's kind of how I felt in 2012, whenever I walked away the first time was, you know what, I, I just don't enjoy this anymore. Like I used to, it's not fun. Um, and miserable practice, which isn't helping me, my teammates, my coaches, not helpful to anyone. And so I think that's the, the biggest thing. Like when you're not no longer enjoying it is, is when it's time to move on. Um, and then another piece of advice for becoming a professional swimmer, if that's something that they want to do. And it's so great that's becoming an option now. When I graduated in 2012, there weren't many people swimming post their, you know, collegiate career, unless they were an Olympian and they were training for the Olympics. Um, so it's really cool that they have ISL now and that there are more professional athletes. Like I'm 32 and I'm swimming professionally. That's would have been insane to say 10 years ago. Um, but my advice would be to never give up for, because for I, both ISL seasons that I was a part of, I didn't get picked up until the very last minute. And there were definitely a lot of doubts going in my mind like oh I'm not making the team like I'm not going to get drafted they're not going to pick me up um but I just I kept messaging people and you know talking to coaches and reaching out and saying like look I'm really serious about this and I want to be a part of this and 
it worked out. And so if you, if you want something, then you just got to go for it and you got to believe in yourself and, and not give up. And if you don't get it one year, then shoot for it the next year. Um, there are endless possibilities. And I think, you know, in 2012, I would have told you I was never going to get back in the pool and here I am swimming again. So never say never, never give up. For sure. No, I think that's great. We're, and kind of on a technical side of things, um, were there any, you know, things that you had to consider um, in your life, like with job, like, I mean, I guess you were, you were coaching, but were, were there any, you know, outside factors that you had to take into consideration when you decided that like you wanted to do it for real, like, you know, professionally? Yeah, absolutely. I am super fortunate that I'm a full-time coach and I can make that work with my swimming and I can balance that pretty well. My fiance is the head coach of the program and we have a lot of, we have like six assistant coaches and they're all really great. And so if I have to be away for an extended period of time for swimming, they always pick me up and, and they help, you know, where, where I'm leaving off. And so I have that great support system and I'm just fortunate that my work and swimming life is kind of the same. Um, but I can only imagine how hard it is for, for other professional athletes who need to find, you know, those other jobs, because it's hard to be a full-time professional athlete and have a full-time job. Um, I can't even imagine. I was a teacher before I ended up becoming a full-time head coach down in Georgia. And there's absolutely no way I could be a teacher and swim professionally at the same time. It just it wouldn't happen. So that mm -hmm. there will definitely have to be sacrifices. And I think as swimmers growing up, we are very aware of all the sacrifices we've had to make for the sport. And so it's nothing new. It's just going to look different because you're going out more into the real world and trying to make money and support yourself to be able to live. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I just, yeah, I thought I'd ask about that because yeah, like I know when, when I was swimming professionally, like I, I had this job <laughs> um, remotely, which was amazing. And um, like I did some other stuff, but it was definitely a lot to kind of consider and just kind of take, um, you know, take a day by day, kind of just, you know, you know, kind of like balance the schedules, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah. uh, I know, I know some people kind of have that to, um, work through. And so I'm glad that it, it works really seamlessly. Uh, is that the right word for you? Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, very lucky very yeah. fortunate. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of all the swimming questions that I have, but I'd love to talk about, you know, kind of you as a person, like outside of the sport. Cause obviously I know that takes up a lot of, you know, your time, energy and um, passion, but um, you know, what are some things that you like to do like for fun or that you're passionate about outside of the sport? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I read a lot, which I, I think is good um, in the sense that it's like my way to relax too. Um, I just being professional swimmer, being a coach is obviously very tiring and texting. And so I love to read. I think I'm on like book number 28 of the year. And I'm like, oh, wow. do I do anything else other than read and swim? Like, I don't even know. Cause I'm just like constantly reading. Um, but I love just hanging out with friends and family. Um, I love being outside. Georgia's great. I'm excited for spring to kind of be here. We had a little bit of a cold front, um, but just being outside, we live right across the street from a park. So it's nice to just sit out on the porch people watch as they walk and run and stuff um I have a kitten and a 
and um a bunny so they're fun and a bunny <laughs> yeah oh i have a big white bunny <laughs> oh my gosh um what are what are their names um uh, our bunny is fluffy and then kitten is called kit kat very <laughs> original names <laughs> i love that that's so cute oh my gosh um so yeah so you said your your fiance is the head coach um uh how how is that dynamic with you know like you still swimming and coaching and him being the head coach like what's that like yeah I mean it works for us I am very aware that it's very weird dynamic and it would not work for most people um I I laugh because I'm like my mom was my high school coach but I didn't really ever train or swim with the high school I always just swam with my club team and I'm like oh, I can never have my mom as my coach because we would just butt heads. There's no way I could make that work. Um, but it, it works for us. And I think the biggest reason it works is because I saw him as a coach before I decided to swim. And I saw his passion for coaching before I got back in the water. And I, a part of me chose to, to have those goals because of what I saw in him as a coach. And so we already had that mutual respect for each other him as a coach and then me as the athlete. And I also think we do a good job walking away from it. Um, when we come home, we only talk about it if we want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, if I'm having a bad day and I'm just like, I don't want to talk about something like, can we talk about anything else? And we talk about something else. And so we've just made it work. Um, obviously we butt heads every once in a while, but that's going to happen. Even if, you know, we weren't fiance, <laughs> if we weren't dating, I'd still, you know, I look back at, my club coach growing up and there are plenty of times we yelled at each other and butted heads and, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it, it works for us and we make it work and it's been a lot of fun to be able to do everything with him and, you know, especially just experiencing Olympic trials together. He got to go to Budapest, so mm-hmm. he got to have that experience. And so it's been really cool to get to do it together. For sure. I know I said I was done asking so many questions, but then- That's okay. <laughs> You mentioned your fiance and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't even asked about this part. So my, my apologies. Um, but yeah, so do you guys have a date set for your wedding yet? Or like, you know, (laughs) how's that process going? We do not. And I blame ISL, FINA and USA swimming for messing (laughs) everything up because I'm just like, I really want to do ISL again. Um, I don't know how much longer I'll be swimming. I've been playing around with, you know, doing three more years till 2024, but I haven't set any expectations or goals. I'm trying to take it one month at a time right now and just see how things go. Uh, So yeah, I'm like, I really wanted to do um, this April because we got married or we got engaged last March. So it's been almost a year now since we got engaged. Um, so I wanted to do April of this year. And then USA something was like, Oh, we're going to do world champ trials in April. And I was like, okay, that's odd timing, but fine. I won't have my, <laughs> my wedding. And then there, you know, we went through the whole, like, okay, world champs is going to be canceled. And then it was back on. And ISL is like, I have no idea when we're doing the season now because of FINA and USA swimming, you know, has canceled some tier pro series and then brought them back on. So I'm just like, okay, we're just going to 
hang on for a second <laughs> wait until we see what like schedules are like because I'm like I don't want to get paid up for ISL and then have my wedding date be the same time I can be in some awesome country living my life you know so <laughs> so we yeah. were engaged for seven years we're in no rush to get married um I think if I had you know the I'm done swimming at this time and I'm ready to have a family that would be a little bit different but we're still kind of just taking things as it goes right now (laughs) that's totally that's totally okay obviously I mean I just thought I'd ask because you said you were engaged and yeah um, I know I know we've had some conversations about that anyway but um just for anyone listening anyway um (laughs) but yeah um I think that's all the questions I had for you today um is there anything that you would like to you know discuss before we get off or anything that else that you like to add um I don't think so I just hopefully all of you guys listening, take something away from this. Um, enjoy the sport as much as you can, even on the bad days. Um, yeah, I, I think swimming is a lot of fun as long as we let it be fun. I think, you know, a lot of times when it's not fun, it's because of what's going on in our mind and we're not allowing ourselves to have fun. And I've really learned that. I don't know if it's because I'm older or I've just you know, had so many more experiences recently. Um, but I noticed the times that I'm unhappy at practice or unhappy at swim meets because I've set myself up for either unrealistic expectations <clears throat> or I just want to be better than where I'm at right now. And, you know, just understanding that it's okay to be where you are mm-hmm. um, and just enjoy the whole process of it all not just you know when you go best times I think that's so important no that's so true I mean you know I think we all get caught up in oh my gosh I have to be first of all like feeling good at every practice dominating every practice like um and and crushing it at every single meet and that's just unrealistic yeah (laughs) I think that's great advice especially for all the younger listeners here you know because like you're gonna have you're going to have seasons, seasons, and maybe years of just like maybe some frustration and you got to find the happiness and the joy and the reason why you're doing it and why you love it. Um, even in those times of maybe some darkness or just struggle, you know? So yeah, yeah. no, I think that's great. Um, yeah. Um, and before we hop off, um, could you tell us where anyone can find you like on social media or like anything like that? Yeah. Um, I try to post on Instagram. I kind of go through waves of when I post a lot when I don't, but I'm on Instagram. Um, my handle is just my name, Leah Gingrich. Um, so yeah, come follow me. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Leah. We appreciate you. And, um, it was a joy talking with you today and, um, we can't wait to continue following along your swim career. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our Thank You Thursday podcast. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the podcast, please send an email to veronica at gaswim.org. That's veronica, V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A at gaswim.org. Or connect with us on our social media accounts where you can find all the links on our website at gaswim.org.